locked in to another episode of The Curious Wire. The Curious Wire. With the most curious person in multifamily. We're not trying to sell you anything here. We just want you to learn real things that will help you elevate your career, challenge you to think and be curious. Join us on this journey to challenge the status quo. Let's go. We are back with another episode with a guest. And as you know, the way we roll is the guest introduces themselves. So go ahead. Uh, my name is Danielle Malloy. I am a regional manager with South Oxford Management. I am based out of Jacksonville, Florida, uh, but I oversee properties in the Jacksonville, Florida market, as well as the Savannah, Georgia market. Um, I have a total of about 1,600 units, and I oversee about 50 to 60 employees. Um, I just, in July, hit my 20-year anniversary in the multifamily industry, and this November will be um, my fifth year as a regional with South Oxford. Nice. Did you do anything to celebrate that 20 years, or you just tell people? Um, nope. I haven't even told anyone, actually, because oh. it just ages me. <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to, to to talk about leadership. So in my experience, leadership uh, across the board, but specifically on site, property managers who are good leaders and lead their teams, it, it, it has a, a huge impact on the bottom line, but it doesn't seem that we really have good leadership training or if any real leadership training in our industry. So I'm curious to know, what have you done to develop your leadership skills and what do you do to help your property managers? You said 1,600 units. So how many properties is that? Um, it's seven properties. Seven properties. Okay. So you have seven property managers under you. So what do you do to help develop their leadership skills? Um, you know, I there's a lot of things that kind of come into play. I lead a lot, read a lot of like leadership books. Um, I try to align myself with good leaders that I want to be like. Um, I've worked for about four different management companies throughout my 20 years. So I've had a handful of different leaders, you know, to take the good and the bad from. And I just kind of take the good and the bad and kind of filter it into um, what I believe would make a good uh, leader. Uh, my so, mom. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. But what I'm hearing from here is that, like, you realize that you had to learn this. And so you, you. you're actually seeking this out. And, and if you have any book recommendations, I, I think people would appreciate that. But you're actively, intentionally trying to develop that leadership, both with books and with role models that you have. Correct. Yeah. So I think for me, it started at like a really young age. Um, I'm an only child. So, you know, I've always been very independent. Um, I'm kind of accustomed to getting my way. Uh, throughout like my childhood years, I was extremely active in a lot of sports, competitive cheerleading, travel ball. You know, I've definitely had some good coaches that I wanted to be like, um, you know, that were positive and motivating. And for myself personally, that's how I'm motivated. That's what kind of drives me to work harder is, you know, when you do get those accolades and those attaboys and, um, it could just be something as simple as an email, like thanking me or something that drives me more than money sometimes or a title. Um, those you know, it's really interesting. So, so one, you know, many might not believe this, but I actually played sports in high school. And so I, I totally relate to 
the coach aspect and you even see this in professional sports and college sports that a, a coach really makes a big difference and i think that it's interesting those that really play team sports how that can translate into their professional lives so i think that 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 part is what you just said is very interesting um i just yeah and i think it's I was... like it's a it's a balance of you know pushing you know as a teenager i was pushed a lot in the competitive cheerleading world um and just trying to learn how to balance cheerleading and travel ball and you know, I had coaches that pushed me just enough to motivate me to, you know, to, to take me to another level. Um, and then, you know, I had some coaches that, you know, just kind of work you to the ground where you kind of just want to tap out. And that's kind of what happened to me when I got to college. I had just kind of hit that wall of I, you know, had just been pushed too far. Um, so I you know, I, I try to really get to know my managers. And when I hire my managers, I'm usually looking for something special, depending on what the property needs, whether it's, you know, we're lacking in social media, or the financial part of it, or team building. Um, so when I interview my managers, I tend to kind of really focus on like a few things to make sure that they have those characteristics, characteristics to help me make that property successful because all of my properties are different. Um, you know, and for 15 years, I was an on-site manager straight out of college. I was a leasing agent for a couple months. And then within two months, I'm not quite sure how or why, but the company I was working for made me a property manager and moved me six hours away and took a really you, sk you skipped being an assistant manager. You went straight from leasing to property manager. I did. I had just graduated with a degree in business management. And, you know, I think they saw something in me and they saw my love for the industry. And I think my personality and just my drive, because I wanted to go run a fancy hotel in New York. Um, <laughs> I didn't know much about the apartment world, to be honest with you. I didn't even really have a ton of office experience because... I was really involved in sports, you know, um, through high school and college or um, through high school and then kind of into college. But um, yeah, so I mean, it was kind of like my first office job, first multifamily, you know, experience. And I, you know, started at a small property and messed up everything. And that's how I learned. I messed up and just kind of taught myself and never made those mistakes again. And how often, how, how, sorry, so how often do you find yourself telling your manager stories of like, you know, your battle scars, like I did this wrong and like to give them encouragement or I had to deal with this and this is how I overcame it. And then, you know, you're giving that actual experiences versus just fluffy talk. All the time. I think that property managers have the hardest job. I think a lot of jobs are very streamlined where they only have to know about a certain product or a certain service or, um, you know, where property managers, they really have to know a lot. And whether it's finance, social media, uh, you know, they, they're acting like a social worker. Um, they're dealing with ownership, um, you know, goal setting, strategic planning. Like they have to have their hands in everything. Landscape. We expect so much out of them. And I personally am kind of a perfectionist. And that's kind of what I struggled with through my years um, in the multifamily world is I just want 
everyone to be happy. I want the properties to look good. I want the owners to look good. And so it's trying to find that balance. And sometimes it just doesn't, it, sometimes it's just not all perfect and it's okay. Um, you know, you accept the responsibility and you just always work harder the next day. And so I always tell my managers, like, there's something new every day. Even after 20 years, I still get phone calls and incident reports that shock me and my <laughs> mouth falls to the ground. And I have not seen it all. And every day I try to learn something from, you know, whether it's my maintenance guys or my leasing agents or my assistant managers, whoever it is, I'm constantly learning. And I, you will never hear me say I know this business inside and out because it changes every day and you just have to roll with it. Yeah. And I think it takes a certain um, personality or mindset to to be open to learning. And I think that there are those that are kind of closed and be like, oh, I have this all figured out. And there are those that are, you know, eyes wide open trying to learn. But you touched on something that's very interesting. You were talking about um, indirectly about appreciation and, you know, how others made you feel appreciated. And then, you know, good leadership is making sure that your team feels appreciated. So one of my favorite parts of my job is I interview everybody for before we hire for leasing. And I started this new thing in the interview. I asked them how they like to feel appreciated by their employer. So, you know, one, you know, they're going to join that. I, I already have a better understanding of how they feel appreciated before. And I just came up with this new question. I asked them if, and there's no right or wrong answer to it, which is part of it I'd love, is that, you know, you're going to take a day to, for yourself. This is what I'm asking the person I'm interviewing. Like, what are you doing for me time? Like, what are you doing for that day off for yourself? And it's, it's really interesting, like what, what people, you know, how they would spend that day. And then also like I'm getting insights and like, you know, when they, if, if this is a person that's going to join us, what, what could be done to show appreciation? Mm -hmm. When, um, when I was an onsite manager, um, I used to have kind of a, your favorites list, um, because I had a ton of, you know, between maintenance and managers and leasing agents and all this. And, um, I would have them write down like their favorite things. And that was one of the questions, you know, what would you do on your day off? And it just helps you get to know them. And, you know, when there is a day to celebrate or whether it's their birthday or something, I mean, really just having something that they specifically like, whether it's a cake or a gift card to their favorite place, like it really just shows that you're engaged. And that's what I try to do as a regional, like when I go on site, I mean, you'll see me like I will hug my maintenance team members and I'll take pictures with them. And, you know, I will say COVID was so hard for me. Um, I actually had like my first panic attack during COVID because I wanted to be on site with my team so bad. And it pained me to like not be on site with them. And that was also my big struggle when I transitioned from property manager to regional manager. I just wanted to be with my teams and not so much in a corporate office. But as I learned my role and got through, you know, the hurdles of learning a new role, you know, I've been able to find that good balance of being with my team. And, and when I go on site, I try to be present. You know, we obviously all carry around phones and laptops and this and that. And it's very easy as a regional to go on site and just open up your laptop and get sucked into all the emails. And I try very hard to like not do that because I want to give that one-on-one -on -one time to my managers or my leasing agent. And, you know, I try not to always talk about work. I try to just kind of like engage them and get to know them because I feel like they'll want to work harder for me 
if they know that I'm there supporting them and guiding them and, and helping them and not just coming in with like a list of things to do because those lists are going to come. That's part of the job. Um, but I mean, all of my team members are, they're always happy to, you know, check those lists off, um, you know, because I've spent that one-on-one time with them. And, um, and they're probably pretty happy when you come visit them. They do. Sometimes they get sad if they don't see me for a few weeks. They'll actually come to my office just to see me. <laughs> That's great. It says a lot about you and your leadership and, and, and what you're, you're, you're building. So the way we wrap up here is, is a few random questions uh, or curious questions. What's a bucket list item for you? Um, I would, so we kind of recently in the last couple of years got into like skiing. Like I said, I have a 14 year old boy and a nine year old boy and, um, they love park city, Utah. So we would love to take them to like the Swiss Alps to ski, like somewhere really cool. I mean, there's some other places on the list first, like Tahoe and, um, but, uh, definitely that's, that's somewhere where we want to take it. This is Swiss Alps. Favorite place to shop online. Oh, um, other than Amazon, if that's you can't, Amazon, can't be the there's answer. a lot of Amazon. There's a lot of dicks because we're constantly ordering like football and baseball gear. Um, okay. And really just like any kind of clothing boutique. I'm a girl. So <laughs> any, okay. any place that has dresses and bathing suits. <laughs> uh, place you want to visit. Well, I guess you already answered that with the Swiss Alps. But other than that, um, we would love to go to I would love to go to Croatia. Just I'm a beach girl. I don't really care for the cold very much, but like I said, my kids love to ski, so I kind of suck it up, but I am a beach girl. So anywhere there's a beach and it's warm and sunny. And a purchase that you've made in the last year you would recommend? Uh, kind of going back to like the books. Um, one of my like favorite books right now that I just got done reading is the Extreme Leadership book. Um, and it's all about just like... Jocko? Getting, yeah. Just about taking responsibility for everything that impacts your team and the situations. And um, I'm in the process of sharing that with some of my managers right now. And uh, I've been practicing some of the, you know, some of the key points in the last couple of months. And it's interesting when I was reading it, there's a lot of uh, suggestions and um, points that he makes that I've kind of already done. And I just didn't even realize, um, you know, just in every day-to-day life, whether it's, you know, my family or work or whatever. So that's a really, it's a really good read. I suggest everyone reading that at some point. I actually highlighted a lot of it for my 14-year-old to read um, because he's going through the teenage years and sports. And uh, so I think it's good for even kids. Yeah, very good. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. 